Hey everyone, and welcome back to the multi-dimensional journey. This is your host, Ayahuasca Carr, and thank you so much for tuning back in to another episode. This is season three, episode four. Happy New Year, by the way. Uh, I'm recording this uh, two weeks into January, and it is another year, isn't it? In incredible in so many ways, and also um, challenging in a lot of other ways. And Today, we're going to be talking about um, the very natural process of grief. There are so many things to talk about here, guys, but today we're specifically going to be talking about um, grieving our own grief, and oftentimes in the ayahuasca space, we have the opportunity to grieve the grief of the collective and our own um, ancestral lines. So it is going to be loaded, of course, um, because as you can just tell from me bringing up those topics, it is a lot, guys. And the most incredible thing I think is that, man, doesn't ayahuasca help us in so many different ways? Um, It really, really does. So I'm going to do my best to um, talk about this. So um, so my last episode on inner child and reparenting work, yes, um, it, it brings in this topic of grieving very naturally and organically. And um, if you haven't checked out the book Self-Parenting by John Pollard, um, this will make things very clear in terms of your inner child and your own inner parent and getting clear on what voices inside or tapes, narratives that are playing um, in the central nervous system and in thought process, the subconscious mind. Um, So we can make those implicit things more explicit. So we can work with those in a more intentional way so we can integrate, right? Because that is what integration is. It is making that implicit explicit and embodying it into a place of wholeness. Um, You know, that is what ayahuasca does for us. She takes us to our absolute core more often than not, yes, and she makes things very explicit for us. She is a teacher, right? We come to her classroom in ceremony and she says, hey, let me take you on a journey here of a thing or two. And so um, so in the inner child and reparenting work, guys, that is definitely when we have the opportunity to consciously begin to work on, you know, what did I get as a child? And what did I not get? You know, um, when I was in Peru this last year in April and May of 2021, I got a very specific download in my last ceremony that I was there that this is really important for us to learn as humans. And you already know this because if you're on this path, you've done shadow work, you've done um, mother wound work, you've done father wound work. And I come from psychotherapy land where we call it the family of origin, you know, where everything originated in our family, right? And that is because like when we're children, as explained in, you know, a lot of different modalities that have already, you know, that we already really know, you know, basically 
laying out the subconscious mind and how when we're children, we're absolutely, you know, we're soaking everything up on this implicit level because that consciousness, you know, that adult consciousness hasn't been born. But so as children, we're picking up, you know, what our fathers or mothers or caretakers are doing for us and what they're not. And then we internalize that as a core belief and we create you know, or not even create naturally our central nervous system or our bodies respond, right? So when we become adults, we start to, you know, become more aware of, you know, things like, you know, why, why am I getting triggered by this? Why is this so painful? Because it's often activating something that's, you know, deep inside of us that is wanting to be healed. And when we integrate those triggers, it's not that we're not triggered anymore, right but we're making it explicit in our memory banks we're being we're now building the capacity to hold those triggers in a different way and to learn to not be reactive although reaction is very normal and healthy and also a huge part of the process right um so when we start to become more aware of these things that's where you know the grieving comes in it's the loss you know, or the losses that happen in childhood, in, in, you know, through adolescence and even in adulthood, right? And I bring up the inner child in the reparenting because that is where a lot of our grief and losses, is, uh, losses begin to really take a deep dive into that work and really look at, you know, what happened. And it's, it's a huge part of this journey. That's why I always am talking about this, the inner child and the reparenting. And that is where the natural process of grief comes in. So the grief cycle guys, right? It's, um, so, um, Kubler-Ross is the one who came up with the grief cycle of denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance. And I might not be getting that perfectly right, but this is the framework that we're going to use with today. And so denial, you know, I want to talk about denial for a second because denial is really interesting. It can shape shift into a lot of different things. So denial is sometimes like a part of the family of origin story. You know, so a lot of us come from families where emotions weren't discussed you know really traumatic or chaotic or tumultuous things happen and no one is talking about it no one is showing us hey like let's sit down together and process this how do you feel about what you just witnessed or you know um parents taking the time to uh regulate with us and process our emotions um And this denial system isn't just a family issue in the West, it's an entire collective issue. We're all coming out of this time where we spent a really long time denying our emotions. And so let's just take a really quick example here. Um, You know, people who struggle with trauma and end up having, you know, a really hard time with their mental health way, way back in the day, guys. Like, you know, um, I mean, not really though. It's like, even in the eighties, like we would like institutionalize them and actually we still do that. Right. And, you know, I think it serves 
somewhat of a place now because when someone's really unsafe to themselves, it's good that we have these um, structures to help people to facilitate safety, but we still have like forever to go with it, right? And if you think about it, even like frontal lobotomies, guys, like what, what is going on here? So it's like, it's a whole denial system of like, well, wait, you know, tell me what happened or the, the emotional intelligence to have these types of conversations, right? We're finally doing a lot better at being able to have the conversations to become conscious of what's happened in our own ancestral lines and lineages. And for a lot of us, depending on our own cultures, we're coming out of a lot of terrible paradigms, right? I mean, just take the Black Lives Movement, you know, that happened and come awakening to the terrible grief and horror that people are facing just for being themselves in a complete denial of identity. It's absolutely real and absolutely terrible, right? But so this, these are examples of us coming out of denial, right? And, um, you know, treating people in ways that is just, uh, at one point was really acceptable, unfortunately. And now we're seeing like, wow, this has created a, a catalyst, like a, a, not a catalyst, a domino effect of trauma across the board for all of us now to heal as a collective, right? So those are just two very simple examples. But so once we step out of that denial, right, then we have to, and I, I really want to make sure I'm super clear about this. Um, a lot of people, not a lot of people, I shouldn't say that, like, Hmm, how do I, I think, and I'm, see, look at, I'm even uh, stuttering in my own presentation here. We have to understand that anger is healthy. Anger is a part of the process. And a lot of us, when we are dealing with our own family of origin anger, I see a lot when I'm working with my students or my clients that they have guilt or shame around being angry at their mom and dad. But it's really important that we usher that inner child through this very natural and organic grief process because oftentimes when we were children, we didn't have the awareness or the consciousness to be like, wow, this is fucking terrible. This shouldn't be happening, right? But as adults, when we become aware and we see like, oh, wow, what I went through is actually like, it was, it was, uh, it was not okay and just had a call come through guys sorry about that and um and so when we're going through the grief cycle we have to allow that you know that somatic discharge of anger to come through the body you know and there's a lot of supportive practices to do around that right like um the things that i promote with my clients is you know being able to hone in a good mindfulness and breathwork practice and somatic awareness so we can get in touch with the anger in a in a in a way that we can work with it you know and that's often what's happening when we're being triggered you know that fight response or that unresolved grief is like coming out right and that's good and we want we want to make sure like you know projection happens right it's it's normal it's human like obviously sometimes we create situations that we're like oh man I wish I didn't say that or I wish I didn't treat that person like that 
And the opportunity for us who are doing this work is to take a deep look within and it's like, where inside am I hurting and where is the root of this, you know? And um, so people, uh, including myself, can naturally be in the anger cycle, um, you know, pendulate, I guess you could say, like go back and forth in this process several times right just depending on what that person's working on you know if it was sexual abuse physical abuse being in really dysfunctional environments as children when there was chaos and no control and a lot of the core beliefs that are set in with those is i'm not good enough i'm not lovable i'm not safe i can't express myself and you know awakening to all that is a really big deal really 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 important to be able to fully and healthily express that. And um, so, you know, so we get out of the denial, right? We begin to realize like, wow, that was terrible. And now I'm actually getting in touch with myself in my emotion, in my body, so I can integrate it, right? So now that's where that reparenting comes in, you know, being able to connect with that inner child and be like, yes, you had every right you have every right to be angry about this. I'm here to hold this with you. And that's a cognitive and a somatic process. That's why I teach the mindfulness and the somatic awareness and the breath work and this cognitive technique of speaking directly to our inner children, right? So the inner child isn't just one aspect, it's actually multiple aspects. But I think to begin with, if you are a beginner, starting with one age or one memory is best and this type of work is is best done with somebody else like of course a lot of us can do self-help work and we can do it on our own and the other part of it too is that in order to fully and truly integrate and heal the interpersonal wound meaning the wound that was transferred from human to human we want to be able to heal it in a human to human context um so, you know, going through um, that anger and then also the bargaining, like, why me? Why did this happen? A lot of the biggest question I hear on this path is like, you know, I don't understand. I have people tell me that, you know, I chose this life before I came here. But why the fuck would anyone ever choose a traumatic situation like this? And I always tell them, you know, that's not a question for this you know, we got to really allow yourself to be confused, allow yourself to get into the hurt and the pain and the emotion and the human aspect. And that acceptance and that that question will be answered later on in the continuum, you know, the continuum of the grief spectrum. And I got to tell you this, I, I'm definitely not of the belief of like, even though we are on spiritual paths and a lot of us do believe this i don't think it ever gives somebody a right to be like well um you know you you chose this for somebody else to say that about somebody else's grief cycle because it's that person's journey to figure it out so we got to be really careful when we're assisting others in this ushering the inner child, the wounded inner child through the grief process. And that person has to come to it on their own, you know, and that is a natural and organic process. 
and it will happen in the right time for that person in in whatever way but it's never gonna be like oh what that person did to you was okay it's never gonna be that because it wasn't right to be hurt and harmed and not protected and not loved is not okay guys and we just have to really you know clear up uh that that jargon or that rhetoric around the grief cycle it's not okay and we're allowed to feel the feelings around it in order to come towards a more like whole process okay i told you it was going to be a lot so i hope you're hanging in there and you know so the bargaining and the depression right so the depression is real you know it's like that collapsed you know sensation in the body and often is very somatic and sometimes it can feel stuck so that's why the somatic awareness is important too and one of the best things that we can attempt to um engage in in this process is crying you know crying and essentially purging our grief through a very natural process through our tears actually chemical oxytocin is released when we are actively and intentionally getting in touch with our with our own grief you know to feel it in this conscious way which is all of this takes a lot of skill set as you can see and a lot of awareness and, and all these different things and it happens in steps happens in baby steps oftentimes because if too much comes up too fast you know especially in a in a non-ceremony non-ayahuasca state it's different when we're under the medicine it can be too much for the central nervous system so we're always looking for that perfect balance between you know what am i ready to take on what capacity do i have in my body and my mind today to actually work on or this season in my life okay um so yeah so feeling that sadness is really really important and actually you know as you can see it's moving us towards eventually coming to that place of peace of acceptance you know and the thing is is we can vacillate on this grief you know pendulum or spectrum a lot we can go from sadness to acceptance to anger back and forth and back and forth and allowing it that's the biggest thing the the oftentimes what's happening is that because of our internalized family of origin denial pattern or internalized family mother and father's messages like you know things like you shouldn't cry you know i'm going to give you something to cry about children are to be seen and not heard um you know, even grabbing in a family where your emotions aren't allowed to be expressed or you never saw anyone express it or just not even having the vocabulary for all of this, that can keep us stuck, right? So the most important part is to, you know, really tweeze out when that's happening so you can allow the process to come through, to allow yourself to feel. Um, and it's, it really helps to have a guide in this process, um, you know, at, at least someone to check in with, you know, to get that appropriate counter transference, to get that validation, that acknowledgement and to be like, no, it's, it is okay. Like I can totally understand why that was fucking terrible for you. And then eventually coming to that, a place of acceptance, acceptance and wholeness and essentially, um, self-love loving ourselves 
um, whatever that looks like. I am safe now. I am good enough. Even though these things happen to me, um, I see now that, that I am worthy and that those people were just projecting onto me and it's, it's not personal. So the not personal part is adult consciousness. When we're children, we don't have that capacity. We internalize things as our fault. It is, um, I'm doing something to create this. You know, that is how child consciousness works. And we want to bring in that adult consciousness to realize that, um, we are absolutely okay. So obviously all of this takes a lot of time and a lot of work. And of course the medicine makes it absolutely powerful for us. Um, so let's get into, um, grieving our parents grief, um, which I think is a, a part of this is like, you know, a lot of our parents, right. Don't have the, the, the faculties or the capacity to get in touch with their own emotions. That's why a lot of us are in the situations that we're in to begin with, right? And I know a lot of parents have gone on to do their own work as we become adults, right? And there's definitely the possibility of having those healing conversations. And sometimes it's there's not a possibility of having those healing conversations. So everyone's different, you know? Um, I think everyone's situation is not, not the same, but anyway when we can get in touch with that which often happens after we've done a good amount of that inner child and reparenting work that is when we start accessing like fuck like you know like for example when I think about my own parents my mom has paranoid schizophrenia and she has had that her whole life you guys and she was institutionalized and she doesn't have the faculties to understand like reality and what's you know think about it like you know the only like adult female in my family hasn't been able to realize her own power in this life it's like you know obviously I'm very in touch with her own pain and I haven't been able to get to that place until after I actually went through being angry at her and upset and like how could this happen and like okay now I see and being able to make to reprocess the memories of the child in a more adult consciousness way it's a huge process it's taken me like five plus years to get where I am and um you know, am I, do I ever feel upset sometimes still? Do I ever have to check in with my own inner child or inner children and be like, oh shit, like, man, that was, that was terrifying. Of course, of course. And getting in touch with like, what did my mom actually have to go through? Because people don't end up right with severe, like mental illnesses, like for no reason. It's usually as a result of very traumatic things. So she grew up in an environment where no one talked to her about it and she was institutionalized and it's, it's just, it's just terrible and being able to get in contact with that. So for example, if you have a parent who like has an addiction or, you know, was emotionally absent, maybe they were physically there, but weren't emotionally intelligent, it is like all these things are really hard to process as children. And as we move along that grief continuum, 
we can begin to get in touch with like, well, what happened to my parents that made me be like this and made our family like this, you know? And it's really important. And of course, I know I'm focusing a lot on the grief and the loss. I think it's also important to point out that parents provide a lot of things for us. You know, there's also a lot of positive things too, but in the grief work, we don't want to jump to that as a way to not get in touch with um, the implicit memory. You know, the things that have really affected us at our core. That's the most important part and remembering that all of this is subjective. Everyone's story and, and process is completely unique and individual. That's the most important thing. So anyways, wanted to put that out there. So, you know, being able to get in touch at some point, like, well, you know, why are my parents like this? Like, why did they treat me like this? What, what living environments did they grow up in? And that's when we can get in touch with the intergenerational trauma and see how it's passed down. And oftentimes people who come to ayahuasca are the ones who are really making an effort to shift that continuum, you know, whether you plan on having your own family or just creating family around you in your own community, maybe not necessarily having a child, um, we can now pass on that healing to our partners, our friends, and all the people around us. So... (laughs) this has been a very like straightforward talk around this but it's so important because this is probably one of the biggest underlining processes that is happening for all of us who are doing ayahuasca preparation and integration and it is a you know we're processing trauma on a mental and somatic level and this is an incredible framework to reference when you're working with these things you know, the grief framework, the inner child and the reparenting, and then eventually looking at the family of origin, basically from a top down perspective, grandparents, great grandparents, you know, what happened to them in their time, like socially, right? And that is the collective, right? So being getting in touch with the things that have happened on this earth to us that are still happening now that are absolutely painful, right? And that allows us to fully feel and get in touch with what is happening on an individual level, family level, community level, and worldwide level. And it's, it is the most sacred work that any of us can do. So I hope this was helpful. Like I said, that self-parenting book is a great start to get into this work, looking at the grief cycle in general and, uh, This is one of my main things that I teach my clients and my students in my one-to-one coaching program, getting in touch with the family of origin, getting in touch with the inner child and reparenting. It's, It's the core of what I teach because it is the, you know, it is what is driving our subconscious mind, our somatic patterns, so many different things that a lot of us are wanting to ultimately transform in order to um do this work you know so um if you have any questions please uh voice them in and uh 
yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing from you guys. And if you're interested in um, my program or just a one-to-one consultation, first hour is totally free. You can just reach out to me um, and we can see where you're at and see if, uh, you know, we would be a good fit and if I can help you. Um, and if not, you know, I'm always, I'm always referring uh, people based on the assessment and, um, you know, if something else or someone else would be a better fit. So, um, I'm here to be of service, provide value, all those good things. And thank you so much for listening. This has been season three, episode four, grief work. Uh, I try to make it as short as possible, but we went up to 30 minutes. Um, so as always, remember why you came here.